everyone. Welcome back to Time Shifters Podcast. This is Christopher. I'm here once again with Matt. Matt, welcome back. Thanks. How have you been? Oh, I'm good. How about you? Excellent. I'm very good. A little, uh, little soggy, a little cold, a little soggy. The weather has not, <laughs> spring has not yet sprung. It is only February. Soon, though. Soon, I hope. Stupid groundhog. <laughs> yeah, the groundhog. Damn thing, solid shadow. It's as, at least as accurate as most of our weather people. So, I, thanks everyone for tuning in and listening. Just to remind you that you can do that through iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio, or wherever you find all your podcasts. I'm sure you can find us there. Also, go to timeshifterspodcast.com. And let's see. Uh, I ask you to come join our Facebook group. We actually had a rash of new members of yeah. this last couple of weeks, which was fantastic. Welcome to everyone that's joined here recently. Uh, you go to Facebook.com and search for Time Shifters. You will find us. Uh, make sure you, you find us with the big Time Shifters logo and talking about superheroes and sci-fi films and stuff because there's apparently a band <laughs> called time shifters that have a facebook uh page so you that wasn't look. you that's not no. me so, so don't get to go to don't go to the page look for the group <laughs> and i do also want to ask anyone that might be interested and willing to go to the t public store maybe buy some you know a nice mug or t-shirt or something like that you know just a, a couple bucks from any purchase kind of filters its way back to us and it kind of helps pay for hosting and equipment and things like that so always nice if we can get a little help on that i don't think uh, there's any other thing i cut about covers it twitter Twitter. Always forget about Twitter. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at TimeshiftersPod and at Movies at the Mat. Matt there's got a much more active uh, Twitter feed than I do. I, I just never remember to hit the Twitter <laughs> when I want to post something. It's so. a good place to ask me questions. I like having conversations. Yeah. Sometimes people come up and they try to start a fight with me, but I just kind of kill them with kindness and then they're just sort of having a conversation i don't think they meant to and by the end of it they're like hey good point yeah <laughs> all right maybe you're right <laughs> all right well i think that uh, about does it on all the little housekeeping and everything i don't have anything else we do have some uh, some news some things that have come up in the last couple weeks uh, the big one i'm not going to really talk about a lot because i'm sure everyone's already heard about it was of course the uh SpaceX, Elon Musk, SpaceX, <laughs> launching his 2017 Tesla Roadster into space. It's a waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> it is gimmicky and ridiculous, but if it's the kind of thing that sort of um, gets people looking at that, looking at space again, sure. I'm kind of okay with it. I'm, I don't yeah. think that's why he did it. <laughs> no, no. He is the biggest like man-child, I think. It's just because he can. Yep. He's having fun doing it. And I just go like, well, it's his money, you know, if that's what he wants to launch into space. And, you know, so many people are, like, freaking out. There's a car in space. And then I heard one person go, well, you know, they already put one in space. They landed it on the moon. That's right. Still and there. And they drove it around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I'm guessing you could probably slap in some new batteries and yeah, see, I was kind of it'd be i thought it'd be cooler if they could have actually landed the roadster on mars sure and then 20 years from now when someone actually gets to mars they got a car exactly how cool would that be <laughs> that's playing the long game right instead it's just floating out there it's going to crash somewhere and be destroyed yeah it's, it's on its way out to the asteroid belt, thanks for so, space junk <laughs> yeah some some future asteroid miner will find it embedded in a crater somewhere That'll start some other planet's horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, by that time, you know, there'll, there'll have been an apocalypse. History will be forgotten, and everyone, right. it'll be the big mystery of how this car got here. Aliens! <laughs> right. For them. <laughs> yeah. 
this is going to take the uh, the whole premise of the uh, Star Trek to motion picture and twist it. Instead of Voyager <laughs> creating creating the alien world or whatever, it's going to be they're going to send back a car. <laughs> yeah, it's very cool. If nothing else, that's absolutely stunning footage. They they mounted some really great cameras on the thing, so you get to see this thing flying by the Earth, and is it you know kind of in its rearview mirror? It's pretty amazing. And then of course the uh, the Falcon rockets simultaneously landing together on their pads. It's some stunning footage. If you haven't uh, seen it already, I definitely would seek it out. It's pretty amazing. Something else I wanted to mention, because it kind of piggybacked on our uh, last episode's topic, we talked about the film Annihilation. It was one of the trailers that I saw that kind of piqued my interest. The studio is going to be releasing Annihilation here in theaters, and it's going to be in the big theaters here in the States and everything, but for some reason they've decided they are not going to give it an international theatrical release and instead are selling the rights to Netflix. I I don't know. That seems odd. I mean, it's taking a gamble. If Should this movie be fantastic and be a big hit, they're going to lose out on some big international market. And that makes me wonder, like, well, do they not have faith in this? Do they have just enough enough faith to, like, go ahead and release it here in the States, but not enough faith in it to warrant the release overseas? Or is it kind of what we've been talking about? This is the future of movies. You make your movie, you sell it for a lump sum, and... You know, it doesn't actually have to be distributed now. It's just it just broadcasts and it streams and that's it. And you, you made your profit and you get to go home. And it's somebody else's problems, you know, to convince people to watch it, which is kind of, you know, it, it happened with um, uh, the Cloverfield Paradox movie. You know, it, that thing had been coming out for like two years and no word. And all of a sudden, guess what? It's going to be on Netflix tonight. Right, right after the Super Bowl. Right, and I haven't watched it yet. I don't know if I'm going to, but from what I hear is it's not great, that it's okay, but they, the studio made their money back by doing right. that. Sure. Well, they, they got the right buzz, right? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't heard great things. I've heard a few people say that it could be the anything paradox, depending on how what kind of ending you put on it. Not sure. I haven't watched it. I haven't seen it yet either. Uh, but I thought this was an interesting move, and unfortunately, you know, a lot of the the people involved in the film, uh, particularly you know, the director and every and the actors, are a little disappointed because they're saying that Annihilation. They said this needs to be seen on the big screen. Sure, and so they're a little disappointed that it's getting this kind of you know brush off. I guess right. really is how they're looking at it. The difference between the you know the people that make the film are kind of making art, and they want people to see it. And the studios are just worried about the bottom line. And there's that battle between the two. That will go on forever. Yeah, it's not going away anytime soon. I'm just glad that it is still getting a release here in the States. Sure. Because it does look like a film that needs to be big screened and yeah. Dolby Digital and everything. It looked pretty wild. So The only story I had was something uh, I think uh, you posted it to the uh, Facebook group. The Game of Thrones creators, David, what? how do you say it, ben, Benioff? I don't know. I'm going to say Benioff. <laughs> and D.B. Weiss are going to write and produce a new series of Star Wars films. Should be interesting. These apparently films are going to uh, be completely separate from um, all the current stuff that's going on. It's not going to have anything to do with the Skywalker family. I don't think it's going to have anything with Solo. It's going to be more similar to kind of Rogue One, but... Maybe, but that's still tied in a little bit to the Skywalker saga. 
But this was going to be completely different, completely separate. Somebody uh, said that it's going to be about looking at a certain period of time in the Star Wars history. Mm, that could okay. be anything. But a lot of people are going, are they doing Knights of the Old Republic? Please tell me they're doing Knights of the Old <laughs> Republic. I'd be down for that. Um, that's a little bit like a darker time in Star Wars history. That was when like the Sith were like an army of the right. Sith. It wasn't just two of them. It was like there are hundreds of dark force users learning how to use lightsabers and clamoring for power and attacking the Republic and attacking the Jedi and the Jedi being like, we're keepers of peace. We're not here for a war. Oh crap. We kind of have to go into war. Don't we? Yeah. Interesting. That should be good. I've, you, know, you you made a, uh, a crack and I have to wonder how twisted some of the storylines might be. You made a, a crack when you posted it's like you do not want to see how they have Luke and Laura's relation or Luke and Laura, Luke and Leah's uh, relationship. <laughs> well, if they did Game of Thrones, <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping they keep a little bit of that uh, in the back pocket. There. Don't yeah, bring that out. That'll that'll be Disney roping them, in, uh, oh, reeling yeah. them in. <laughs> yeah, you know that's a good point for a, a couple show creators that have had the free reign of HBO to do pretty much whatever they want to be tied in with Disney that is going to really kind of hold the reins to them and, and keep them kind of within a certain box. Be interesting to see how uh, Miss Kennedy, mm-hmm. <laughs> how long before, how long do they last? She's got an itchy trigger finger. <laughs> so does. we might, you know, in a year from now being like, well, they're on the way out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Who knows? Well, they did, they did one and it was good, but because of creative differences. <laughs> right. Exactly. Or they got halfway through one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they may have they may have created they may have written it. They probably didn't edit it. <laughs> right. So who knows? Yeah. We shall see. Do you have any uh, news stories today? The bit of news for me, it's a sadder bit of news. Um film composer Johan Johannesson uh died just a couple days ago. He's 48 years old. Very um, young. Yeah, he he just recently did the the score for the uh movie Mother. He, uh, I became a fan of his after I saw the movie Arrival. Um, that that music really heightens the mood and the tension of what's going on. He also did Sicario. He did The Theory of Everything. Um, I mean, he's been nominated and has won numerous awards. And so uh, he, he does this amazing job of, of mixing... Um, electronics with classical orchestra Mm. and so it was very progressive it was it was just not your kind of like typical soundtrack it was always very intense music so for him to die at such an early age it's just like wow like one that's sad Mm -hmm. Uh, you know i hope his family's doing well and it's just like and then everything that we're going to miss out on everything he could have worked on you know everything that he could have inspired and and pushed yeah that's that is a shame i mean like you like you said obviously for the family it's got to be shattering, um, but yeah, you can't help but wonder what have we lost for the world. I mean, was this going to be the next John Williams or someone where it was going to kind of write the soundtrack to a generation right. <laughs> at some point? Uh, that is extremely unfortunate. So uh, yeah, so young was it? Uh, illness or it, it doesn't say. It doesn't say as of yet. So uh, who knows? It definitely wasn't an accident. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it just said died suddenly and cause of death not yet released. Yeah, well, that's a shame. Yeah, heart, definitely hearts go out to the to the family and and fans. I'm sorry that we're going to you know miss out. I'm thankful that he was able to kind of put a thumbprint. On, on some work and you know we'll always have that and his name will be in those credits forever for as long as those films exist so 
in that way, he, he will live on. So I think that's it. That's all the news. Um, we don't have anything else. So with that, we'll take a short break, listen to another a, a commercial for another podcast. And when we get back, we are going to talk about film inspired by games. video games like to stay up to date on the current gaming news you should be listening to good to be a gamer we're two geeks that play video games we share the news square enix is expanding Idos montreal and opening an entire second studio talk about games but it's all about being in the world and immersed in the history that's all the good stuff Italy. i agree <laughs> there's just a lot of open space in between all that <laughs> Sometimes we even get a bit controversial. Would rather they be a fire breathing dragon to get a cityscape than shooting zombies with firearms. And we always support other gamers. One of my good friends, Matthew Bartlett, has a game review site. So head on over to goodtobeageek.com, check out Good To Be A Gamer, or download us on iTunes. I think we have a nice balance here of how we're crazy. All right, we are back. Thanks for sticking with us. Yes, films inspired by games. I, I think we have to say games because I put this question out on the uh, Facebook group and just said, "What's a you know your favorite film based on a game?" Thinking, sure, someone's going to mention some a couple board game movies that have existed, but someone will talk about the video games. You and got almost all board I, I got, games. Like, I got like five. People posting, oh, Clue, yep, Clue, Clue. I'm like, okay, I have to edit this. <laughs> <laughs> right, because when we talked about it, we were talking video games. And so my brain just started like thinking about all these video games Same. and how it, it's up for debate. What's the best? What's right. the worst? What don't you want to like actually see? Yeah. And then you threw that out, and then everyone immediately went to Clue. And it's uh -huh. like, well, yeah. Obviously, like, well, now the debate for what's best is over. Now it's the debate for second place because Clue is in a league of its own. Absolutely. Well, and what other games, board game movies outside of Battleship? There actually aren't many. I, I was looking into it. Uh, supposedly, there's one for Monopoly that either came out or has been in the works, but I don't know. I couldn't find a definitive answer. I know there's lots. There's been lots of talk about a couple of different games that they've claim that have been in production or someone's, you know, looking to find someone to write and that kind of stuff, but nothing's ever materialized. Even like for Hungry Hungry Hippo. <laughs> Swear to God. <laughs> well, there is one. It was this like direct-to-video children's movie. It was only an hour long based on Candyland. Okay. And it looked a lot like the game. I'm amazed. That is one that I am amazed has not actually happened in yeah. some sort of big, either a big fun kids film or some twisted dark tale with Johnny Depp. Right. You know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I'm amazed it hasn't happened As yet. the licorice lore. <laughs> yeah, something. I'm amazed that one hasn't happened. Yeah. And there's a lot of board games that I could see being turned into movies, but then there are others like Battleship. Like, there's nothing there. No. To, like, how do you justify, yeah, we're going to make a movie out of that? Out of what? Yeah. Out of guessing where a ship is? You could have You could have edited out the, uh, the red missiles that hit the ship you could have just made them anything else and right. not called it battleship and not had to pay uh was it milton bradley or whatever <laughs> right anything and it would have just been another Naval alien invasion area. movie yeah on the water <laughs> like, come on <laughs> and and who was that for well it's based on battleship like yay <laughs> yeah that's what i've been waiting for oh absolutely 
oh, I can't wait till Checkers the game, the movie. <laughs> right. yeah. Why why wasn't um, Real Steel marketed as a Rock'em Sock'em Robots the movie? Exactly. <laughs> that would have been kind of what that was. Not a bad movie either. That uh-huh. would have been an actual successful uh, rendition of a bo- of a movie based on a game. Right. Because it was a ta- good movie. <laughs> some tagline, knock their heads off. <laughs> <laughs> it's all you would have had to throw in is this one big uppercut and a <laughs> spring-loaded head on a robot. That, that would have been in there. Yeah, so Clue definitely kind of swamped the uh, the vote there. Yeah. And I can't say I blame him. Um it's been a long time since I've seen the film. That's one of these things. When sometimes when people mention some of these films, oh, that's a great, and I was like, then I realize how long it's been since I've watched it. And a lot of me, a part of me, kind of wonders. I wonder, is it, or is it just no one's watched it in a long time? I have probably it's probably been like five or so years since I've a lot watched recent. it. Okay, so it's still great. Okay, it's a good. brilliant comedy all by itself. You know, it's a whodunit. It's mm-hmm. a really great whodunit based on a classic board game and it it's a perfect board game because it's a board game that comes with a backstory right it's written right there like you know mr body's been killed mm-hmm. you have to figure out who did it it's like that's the premise yeah <laughs> like, there you go that's all you need and so you just take in those fun things and like all of the, like the little twists and everything that happen in the movie are in the game they find the secret passageway and they're like oh this has always been here yeah that's in the game there's a secret mm-hmm. passage in the game that helps you get around the board so it's clever that it's like this is the perfect board game to translate to film and it has a random ending Mm-hmm. And he, like when it came out, there are three different endings. Depending on where you went, you got a different ending. <laughs> Did they really do that in the theaters? Put on different endings, that or was is... it? Because what I've only I've only seen it on home viewing, and it's like, and it's always the or it could have been this, and they right. show like three or four endings. What I real. remember reading when it came out, because it came out like the year I was born, so I didn't see it, but mm. it was you got a random ending. Interesting. I'll have to research that. I don't know. I don't know if that really happened. It'd be awesome if it was. Uh-huh. Um, but I wonder if that's sort of like a uh, kind of an urban legend or something. A little right. bit like uh, depend, depending on whether you saw the Japanese or the American version of King <laughs> Kong versus Godzilla, depending on who won. And you know that was not true, despite everyone claiming they saw the other. <laughs> but I'll have to research that. That's fun. Uh, so yeah, so Clue, but. Um, and then Battleship. Those are the only two of the board games that I can think of. A few that, like you said, we were you know, certainly surprised that haven't even even shoots and ladders. Couldn't you see like a young adult <laughs> adventure, like a childhood adventure, something you know, where some labyrinth kind of thing, and it's just lots of slides and ladders. Yeah, why not? Be a little trippy. Yeah, the only thing I can think of is like you know, in the UK, it was snakes and ladders instead of shoots yeah. and ladders. So, but that would be there. You go. You got giant snakes to fight. There's your villain. <laughs> We're writing this stuff. But going into the video games, there was a few that people did uh, actually bring up and mention. Resident Evil, I think, probably topped the list as being some of people's favorites. I've only seen a handful of movies based on video games, which I didn't realize. Like, I looked at the list of everything that was out there as an official official theatrical release. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I've only seen eight of these movies. Yeah, I haven't seen a lot of them. And I think for me, it's because, you know, a lot of them are bad. 
Mm, like that's yeah. the problem. Like, you know, it's very much up for debate what a good movie based on a video game is. You've got you know, you were throwing some out there and you were saying like, Oh, I thought this was really good and people were coming back being like, You're crazy, like this is not a good movie and yeah. then other people were defending it and it's like these movies really split mm-hmm. people's opinion. Um there's also a discussion not only as whether it's a decent movie or not, but whether or not you think it's a decent adaptation of the game. Sure. Uh, I think there's a few where the adaptations are certainly very loose, like we were talking about like Battleship, where mm-hmm. it's like you could almost just call it anything else. And I think that's something to mention as we go through some of the films that we have we have seen. I did want to bring up um, someone brought up and I, something that I thought that was interesting that they they actually mentioned Wreck It Ralph. Which is yeah. not based on a game, although they made a game, you know, for the film right. that kind of traveled around and everything. But it was still based on the games that you saw in Wreck It Ralph were based on actual games. So yeah. I thought that's an interesting way to kind of to take that that question and like that's a valid answer. <laughs> I even have two others of I categorize them as movies that were inspired by games. Like if we didn't have video games, we wouldn't have this movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, Wreck It Ralph is a perfect example of that because he's just sort of like wandering around like video game world, right? Um, and for me, it's two older movies, nineteen eighty three's War Games. Sure. Oh, sure. Right. Without computer games, like this premise doesn't exist, right? How about a nice game of chess? <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's one of mine, and the other is nineteen eighty nine's The Wizard. The Wizard. The Wizard. The Wizard. Um, starring a very young Fred Savage. Oh, okay. I, with the little boy that's amazing. I don't <laughs> think I ever saw the film, but I can see the VHS cover box in my head. <laughs> as as my wife calls it, the movie is like an hour and 45-minute advertisement for Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Because it's all about this young kid who, um, like, his sister drowned or his sister died somehow and the mom died. Um, and it like he witnessed it and it kind of scarred him. So like he's like emotionally shut down, but he's great at video games and they just discover this. And so his brother decides to not kidnap him, but because it, it's like he, he's going to be taken away. He's going to be taken out of the home and put in like a mental institution. So his brother takes him, his young, his not much older brother takes him. They decide to go across the country to California to enter him into this big video game contest. Because <laughs> if he can win the prize, he'll somehow that'll prove to everyone he's not broken. I don't, All right. You know, in 12-year-old logic land, that, yeah, that, that, that makes works. sense. Mm-hmm. And so it's all about him entering this this Nintendo contest, and like he plays against other people. They they make money by scamming people like at arcades and stuff. And it it's a terrible movie, mm-hmm. but if you like video games, you'll like this movie. And do they use actual legit video like Nintendo yeah. video games? Uh-huh. Okay, there, there's cool. even a whole part where like one kid challenges him using the Nintendo Power Glove, which was a real <laughs> wow, thing that yeah. I don't know anybody who owned that. Mm-mm. But everybody knew about it. A mythical it. thing that no right. one actually had, but you knew existed. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's got a line in the movie that anyone who's seen it love hate this line, which is, I love the power glove. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> it's terrible. Um, and then the final contest is they play Super Mario Brothers 3. Of course. 
And I think they're they're even like flipping through Nintendo Power, and they're saying like you can call the hotline and learn oh, all the tricks. Nintendo and it's like, Power, I remember that the magazine, yeah. yeah, and like you can call this number and you'll find out all the secrets. And I'm just like, this really is an advertisement for Nintendo. Yeah, that would major, major, yeah. I definitely would have to count that one because yeah, without without the video games, that doesn't wouldn't exist. exist. Without video games in general, not anyone in particular, but another movie that sort of wouldn't exist without them is The Last Starfighter. Sure. Um, and you will um, – I've, I've watched it recently, and you can actually get in a fight for saying this, but <laughs> I, you know, it's not that great of a film. You know, the premise and the idea, and it's definitely a – you know, the visual is great, and I love a lot about it, but it is a slow movie. <laughs> it's so much slower than I remember. Um, but, yeah, that would not exist without the idea of an arcade game. I thought, that's kind of cool. So definitely some inspiration with not based on any video game. Although right. It had a video game in it. I don't know if they ever produced that game. They probably should have. Maybe they tried. <laughs> yeah, maybe. And then, so like I said, I've got a list of eight movies based on video games that I have seen. Um, and the one that started it all, um, 93's The Super Mario Brothers. Yep, I just rewatched that um how was that Just experience? I still like it. I, th- really? I still think it's fun. I still think it's a fun film. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you, you do not. I liked it when I was nine. <laughs> <laughs> I I think the pacing is terrible. I think it has nothing to do with the video game. No, no. And um, that, that's actually a point I want to bring up before we get any further into this discussion. And that's something about what the, the film uh, production company have to work with. Sure. In the 90s, when you're based on gamer platform, Nintendos, and, and whatever, they don't have a world. It's just a game. Okay, you're this guy you have to run through and uh, watch out for the turtles and save the princess. I mean, that's the that's it. What do you have to work with? Most of the games of the 90s are like that. Mm-hmm. Even when we get up into the, the some of the, like the Mortal Kombats and the Street Fighters, you know, maybe some of the characters have like a backstory, but it's no more than what fits on half a small page that goes in with the box that goes in with the game. Sure. So they have to create the universe in which these characters exist. Now, I think when you get later on, when you get into the 2000s and definitely in the 2010s, when you got some of these games, the games themselves are a lot more immersive. You start getting onto the PC and the... Um, uh, the, the 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 internet connected games and the worlds are created. They have these backstories. You walk in and you you have to watch a you know a three minute clip of what happened to bring you to this point and that sort of thing. So in that case, I think you know there's a lot more to work with. You're just taking the game and making it into the film. So I just it's just a point I wanted to bring up and that yes super when you get down to the Super Mario Brothers obviously it's not just someone running across the screen the whole time breaking uh, bricks and and watching out for the turtles but all the characters are there and they weaved a a story and created a universe that these characters can exist in and I give them credit for that and I still think it's a fun film apparently a very troubled production though yes um there Bob Hoskins, uh, the late great Bob Hoskins, uh, said on a couple occasions that it was one of the worst productions he had worked on. Apparently, the directors was a husband and wife team that he called both control freaks, and hmm. neither one would talk to each other before they you know, would get to the set. So I guess they they each came with these great ideas, but none of them they hadn't discussed it with the other. <laughs> so they'd spend the entire time fighting over it and trying to get the stuff done. 
Um, John Leguizamo was upset that he couldn't ablib a little bit. I guess it was, no, this is the script. This is what you're going to do. And neither one of them had fun. And they just went out every night and drank and <laughs> tried to make the best of it. And credit to them because on screen, I don't think it shows. No, not really. <laughs> no. And it's just a weird premise because it's supposed to be the Super Mario Brothers, but in this it becomes Mario is Luigi's like adoptive dad slash... Well, they're brothers. He's his older brother. But he adopts them. They're not re- actually related. No, no, they're brothers. But they're not... No, no, they even say in the movie, oh, Mario took me in. Hmm. No, I thought they were old because he call, actually even calls him he says he calls brother. him his brother but they even even mario says that he, i think it's just that's how they refer to each other but there mm-hmm. is a line where he says mario took but they're me both in. marios there's luigi mario and mario mario i know i'm just saying that is that is the premise that he that because there's that big age difference they're they're not supposed to be biological brothers and they hmm. even say he oh. oh like oh i you know i was an orphan too mario took me in like that's oh, how he connects they're, they're, to they're, daisy hmm. So it's it's just sort of like, why did they have to do that? Why couldn't they just get actors who were closer in age and just say they're brothers? Why did it have to be this whole, like, you're an orphan, I'm an orphan? Like, why did that have to be what connected these two characters? Hmm. Why did Toad have to be some weird dinosaur guy that were like, oh, yeah, that's Toad? We're doing nothing else with him. You mean Yoshi? No, right no, there Toad. was Toad, the one who had the harmonica. That's oh, Toad. Oh, right, right, right. The Goomba. Goomba. Yeah. Toad's not a Goomba. <laughs> and why are Goombas like nine feet tall? <laughs> they were short. <laughs> I don't know. There wasn't a lot to work with, but you also didn't have to change everything, too, that you did have to work with. Well, you got to make them seem like some sort of a threat. And if they were just things scooting around the ground that you could jump over. The bomb is like two inches tall and everyone's terrified of it. Mm-hmm. That's pretty threatening. That's true. <laughs> and I guess it would be kind of cool to actually be having, you'd have to jump and stomp on them to right. stop them if they were just everywhere if it was more like a zombie thing it's like they're not that threatening but there's 200 of them yeah all right fair enough and someone could have spikes on their back you got to watch out for those right yeah and no plants no right no plants. fire plants no like the they use flamethrowers and mm-hmm. like at one point and i'm like that doesn't count <laughs> <laughs> so yes not a good adaptation bad adaptation but i will still say i think it's a fun film that you know we're 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 split on that. I think we're going to be split we're, on we, a lot we, of things. <laughs> we, we agree it's a bad adaptation, but we're split on whether or not it's a fun right. film. And I think, like, you, you know, credit to your point of, like, at, at the time, there's not a lot to build on. But now I think there's a ton to build on. I think you could make a great movie if it's done in that, like, Pixar kind of look, full CGI. I mean, I've always had this idea in my head of, like, a trailer of, like, it, like, fades in from black and you see, like, this, like, you know, like small village and like there's smoke and there's fire and there's like some like voice decreeing like you know your princess has been taken from you you are all now under the rule of and then all of a sudden it cuts to like the cartoon turtle and mm-hmm. like your new king koopa and like everyone's in fear but then like this white glove taps him on the shoulder and he turns around and the turtle gets punched out yeah. and everyone's like who are you and then mario steps out from the shadow and he goes it's me mario <laughs> and they're all like who <laughs> And then someone goes, wait, aren't you the castle plumber? And then it becomes this thing of they're all like, you're not going to save us. And this is how Mario becomes the hero. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Nowadays with today's technology, with the Pixar, like the animation technology, you could absolutely. And the world has grown so much. I mean, the time this film was made, Super Mario 2. 
I think three. Was three out? No, because let's see. This was 93. Yeah. We were at least... I think we were up to Super Mario World. Were we? I'm fairly sure. We I have that, to be far enough where Yoshi's involved, and he doesn't come in until later. So we got... He we, actually did have a game on the NES. Mm-hmm. Um, let me look up Super Mario World. Yeah, Super Mario World came out in 1990. Oh, okay. So this is three years of like you know Mario running around on Yoshi with a cape and ghost houses and different castles and Bowser's kids. Right. Okay. So I mean, they but did... now you could draw on things like Mario Kart. And yeah. All the other Mario. I mean, how fun they, would that be? They yeah. kind of did in that one. <laughs> they, got in the Ralph, yeah. they got in oh, the cop cars. They got in the cop cars. Oh, yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. That could have been your Mario Kart shout out. <laughs> But that would be fun, like in a movie, they're trying to get away and they have to jump in these go-karts and they're just trying to get away and then they're throwing banana throwing peels. Throwing bananas. <laughs> yeah, it could be fun. It could be. Yeah, apparently there was a, an idea. I mean, the the film ends with a, a sort of what a lead into a possible sequel or right. something. And apparently the, the idea or one of the ideas floated around was that the sequel would involve uh, the other world being uh, terrorized by Donkey Kong. <laughs> Which, uh, yeah, that would have been interesting, and definitely I don't think that would have been good, especially in 1994, 95. <laughs> I mean, think about how the CGI looked on that last dinosaur of, of, of King Koopa turning into, like, the T-Rex. Uh, yeah, yeah. Now make it a, a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> Not good. Wouldn't it be good? Now, I don't know where your list takes you next. Uh, just going by um, the year that these things came out, the next one that came out was Double Dragon. That's next on my list? I, I see that. Was going to watch it. I didn't get around to that one. Um, it has been a long time since I've seen it. But from what I can remember, pretty good. Not great, but pretty good adaptation, but still kind of just a why was this made? You know, a good adaptation in that they were just sort of like, you know what? Put them in the karate geese. You know what? Have them fight guys on the street. You know, do this whole thing about the myth of how they are the double dragon, the two of them working together. Or, you know, there's a part where they fight and they get separated and, you know, they're not as powerful separate as they are together. And it's like, yeah, that's that's kind of pretty much the game. (laughs) Yeah. The other one looked like a definitely was more of um, definitely like a children's orientated at the children's audience. It was goofy. Mm hmm. And it was very much one of those things where, like, they're just, like, standing around at a lake and they're just sort of like, don't go in. The lake is polluted. It's like, looks like fine water to me, but you're just pointing at it and telling me, so okay. Message. Message, sir. (laughs) (laughs) And the one that came after that, the one that came after that, Street Fighter, which I just watched for the first time this past weekend. I thought it was brilliant. (laughs) It's brilliant. I could see why someone would think it's brilliant now. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, that, for all the wrong reasons. It was too smart for the time, is what I think it was. The problem that I have with that, and it's kind of the problem I have with the next one, um, Guile is not your hero anywhere in a Street Fighter <laughs> game. No one cares about Guile. Well, this is another where the adaptation is so loose. You could have just given everybody different names and called it just Anything. a martial arts adventure film. Right. Yeah. Street Fighter will always be Ryu's game. Mm -hmm. And to make him like this weird little side character that has like no arc whatsoever. And this is all about Guile, the American, played by Jean-Claude Van Damme, (laughs) 
who is supposed to be playing an American but doesn't change his accent. Complete with the very bright American tattoo on his arm. Right. Just in case, just to, just to hit it home. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and then you've got Raul Julia, who this is his last movie, mm-hmm. and he was sick at the time, and he was in a lot of pain. Mm. And the reason he did it is because his daughter was a fan of the video game, and that's why he did it. And it's terrible. <laughs> I thought he was great. I mean, he chewed the scenery with the best of them. Yeah. I, he looked like he was having fun. Everyone looked like they were having a good time doing it. Um, Ming-Na Wen, I didn't realize was in it. She was just, she looked like she was practically a kid. You know, <laughs> she was in her mid-20s or something at the time. I don't know how old she was. She was gorgeous in this thing. I thought I had a crush on her now. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kylie Minogue, God, you can't can't go wrong looking at her on the screen but the, the story it's just it was ridiculous it was corny uh, um but they next level corny <laughs> but they they played it like okay this is based on a video game so we're going to take it so you have you know the capcom logo on you know a barrel that mm-hmm. they you know that they use um um Raul julia's floating throne chair mm-hmm. has the arcade uh buttons and controllers on it and I thought that you're doing it exactly right, and I think it was just too smart for the time. If that film came out today, people would it, it would be everyone would love it because it would be just oh, isn't that cute? Isn't that funny? <sighs> I think it was ahead of its time. That's fine. I don't know. <laughs> There's something about it where it's like I don't know. For me, a Street Fighter movie. It seemed to me like it was based on a person who walked by, watched someone play the Street Fighter arcade for 10 minutes, and then went home and wrote a script mm-hmm. based on just what they seen. And it, it there was just so much that it that it could have been about and that it just wasn't. Like, okay, yeah, it's about M. Bison trying to, like, take over the world. Of course to take over the world! Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't know. You could have done so much more. I, you could have really done this whole like you know the underdogs against like this this giant villain. There's so I think the other problem is they just tried to cram so many characters in mm-hmm. that you didn't have to do because that's at least one thing to this next film's credit was they like really cut down on the amount of characters from the game. But it's like hey we got Blanc in here he didn't fight right and then he dies. We've got Dalsam in here. He also doesn't fight, and then he dies. And that's where I think you know the really loose adaptation. You pull in all the characters, but none of them fight each other. I mean, the whole point of the Street Fighter game is Fighting. you are you and opponent go at each other with the different characters and see who wins. Right. Uh, for me, I mean, you know, when I played the game, I was just a button smasher, but that usually won. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, you didn't have any of that. You just had all the characters, and you just had a weave them in as right. however you could no powers except for yeah. like right at the end but that was explained with science like don't explain it just say they have mystical powers mm-hmm. i want a hadouken i want a sonic boom i want all of these things nope we're not doing any yeah, of that no no helicopter kicks or no. yeah come on that's street fighter mm-hmm. give it to me already yeah so yeah if you look at it as if you're looking at it because oh i'm a fan of the game street fighter i want to go see a street fighter movie you are going to be disappointed absolutely it's more like somebody came along and said let's do like one of those like cheesy children's live play things like we dressed Mm -hmm. up as the characters do 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 that's the movie yes but as someone watching it for the first time who hasn't played street fighter (laughs) in 30 years 30 40 years or whatever 30 years i guess um 
absolutely loved it. <laughs> I just really got a kick out of it. I enjoyed it immensely. I think I've just been disappointed with it for decades. <laughs> so the next movie is Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Which I think is better, but still has a lot of problems. But yes. it, it does well in that, you know what? There are powers. Mm-hmm. We're not going to explain why. Yeah, it's another it's, world. Don't worry about it. It's mis- It's mystical. There's there's magic. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. Shape-shifting and, and ice got, powers. And, and you've and got a, all your characters fighting each other. Right. So they got that part right, too. Pretty frequently. Yeah. Um, and then they add in just a kick-ass soundtrack to it. <laughs> that is 75% of why I enjoy that film is just that Mortal Kombat disease. Bang in your head. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But for me, again, it falls for a similar reason of Mortal Kombat will always be Scorpion and Sub-Zero. Mm-hmm. I don't they even think they fight each other in that movie. They No, they are actually uh, controlled by... by, by uh, Shang Tsung? Shang Tsung. Boo! Yeah, and, and so they fight together, yeah. Boo! And then get dispatched rather quickly in, like, sort of side stories. Come on! Liu Kang is not the hero of Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Liu Kang is not the character you care about in Mortal Kombat. I want to see Scorpion and Sub-Zero ripping heads off of each other. Didn't get that. Nope. Yeah. That is where they really, really missed out. Because you know what? Those costumes look like they were ripped right out of the video game. Yeah. They did a really good job of just being like, we're making no apologies. It's going to look like the game. Mm-hmm. Oops. We yeah. missed the biggest fight that should have been in here. <laughs> Yeah, I just started watching that again for the first time in a long time last night. I didn't get a chance to finish it. I got about an hour in, and it was like another 40 minutes, and it was already pushing 1 o'clock I'm like, in the morning. So I'm like, I'm not going to finish this today. But I was still enjoying it. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the, the the big – oh, I can't think of his name. Goro. Goro looks better than I remembered him yeah. looking. I Actually, I thought – one, he's in the film a lot more than I remembered. Mm-hmm. I thought he sort of just showed up towards the end, aha, uh-huh, then gets immediately dispatched. And I'm like, oh, that's a smart move, not showing him a lot. He's in the film a lot, yep. and he does not look too bad. Mm. Apparently, he was quite the uh, the animatronic uh, 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 piece there, and nice job. I, I yep. was impressed for, what, 95? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 1995. 95. Really impressive work. Yeah, Goro was a lot of fun, especially since, like, he was a threat. You know, mm-hmm. everyone he fought, he just dispatched, like, no problem. Right. So then when Johnny Cage has to go up against him, you're just like, I don't think Johnny Cage is going to survive this fight, and he has to outwit him more mm-hmm. than actually defeat him. Yeah, see, I completely remembered that we actually see Goro in a fight yep. and see him win a fight, and I'm like, That's I did not remember any of that. And I was like, that, I'm, in, I'm impressed. I'm, mm-hmm. like, impressed all over again. And that sets your stakes, you know, because that, that's the other thing a lot of, like, movies do of, like, the villain doesn't fight until the very end. And you're sitting there going, well, what threat are they? We haven't seen what they can do. And, like, we've seen Shang Tsung kill people left and right. And we've seen mm-hmm. Goro kill a few people. And it's just sort of like, I don't think our heroes are going to make it. So that's something I do give this movie credit for. Apparently the uh, the production, the filmmakers really wanted to go darker on the film and make it and all, you know, like, R-rated violence. Fatality. But uh, the studio really pushed him back and said, we want to keep a PG-13 um, just to make it more acceptable for you know kids and general audiences and everything. So you don't get to see a lot of the uh, human deaths on screen 
and that sort of thing, and the the fatalities aren't quite as gory as they could be. I could see that film being wow I, t- today. <laughs> oh my <Yep>. goodness, <laughs> that would be that'd be a scary film to watch today. I think. Yeah. It was um, the day. Yeah, it was one of those movies where it's like, oh, they killed somebody, and you see somebody like punch, and their fist is off screen, and then the other guy falls down, and you just see a little bit of blood, and it's like, I think they ripped his heart out. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Not sure. But I, I still find it a, a fun film. I don't have as – I mean, I played the games like Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat. I played the games. I, not a lot, but I played them, so I don't have – you know. A ton of, all, all I remember is you got a guy on the right side of the screen, a guy on the left side of the screen, and you fight. Yep. And whether there was any story behind it or not, I don't remember. So there was I don't more. have that baggage going into it. <laughs> there was more of a story to Mortal Kombat. It was a tournament. It was mm-hmm. a tournament in another realm, and it had to do with the fact that if certain fighters from that realm won, then Earth was doomed. But if the Earth fighters could win, they would stave off this invasion so mm-hmm. there was a premise there which the movie pretty much did yeah it's the same idea yeah no that was a fun one uh, I, I definitely hold it high there are people who don't like it i was just discussing with uh, rod barnett who uh got you saw my link that i was watching it and I was like is this still the best you know video game adaptation he's like no 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 he's like he apparently saw it in the theater and just sat there groaned at everything he thought was bad so like ah different strokes i yeah. you know so yes, no, probably not a good adaptation. Better than Street Fighter. It's definitely better than Street Fighter. Um, um, I still probably the best at, at the time. Probably the best of the you know we've just saw three four yeah. films and it was the best at the time. Sure, when the bar's that low, no problem, <laughs> no problem clearing it. <laughs> uh, yeah, but then it goes right into the sequel. Mortal yeah. Kombat Annihilation. Yeah. We get uh, diminishing returns on the uh, sequels. I don't remember the sequels enjoying them nearly as much. It was like, let's double the amount of characters, even if it's just they show up for a quick fight and they don't even have a line. Um, like, there's even one part where they throw in a character. I don't think he fights at all. He's just there to give Liu Kang some, like, I am this wise old person to give you advice. I think it's Nightwolf is the character. Mm. And he's the one who teaches him how to change into the animal because they're throwing the animality in from the third game or whatever. And yeah, it, every mistake the first movie made, this movie made twice as hard yeah. with none of the good side of it. A lot of really bad over the top acting like imagine Raul Julia and Street Fighter and that's everybody that's <laughs> yeah. every last cast member mm-hmm. yeah I remember uh, I know that the the few characters that carried through they didn't even have a lot of the same actors uh, yep. Raiden didn't come back uh, right uh, I, I think Luke Kang was the only one who returned I think that's the only actor that yeah. decided to come back. Yeah, I remember watching Annihilation. Um, I think there was a third film. Oof, maybe. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, and I definitely didn't watch that one. I stopped after after the second. It had to be like a directed video. But thing. apparently, it, it inspired a series and some animated series. I think and, and everything that was. Uh, I was. I'm going to go check out the um, the short lived. It was like 13 episodes or something television series. It ran for. I guess for a short seasons for a few years. Check that out just to see. Apparently it kind of delves a little bit more into the characters and gives uh, all the characters a little backstory. It's a kind of not necessarily a connected story, but it, each episode apparently kind of focuses on uh, one of the characters and, and their story. So that I'm interested in seeing what they do with that. Yeah, I remember there being an animated thing when I was growing up and 
only seeing bits and pieces, but really enjoying it. I remember thinking it was better than the movie. Hmm. But I was a kid, so well, you can knows? do you can do a lot more with animation than you can yeah. <laughs> live action. Now, I actually in '99 there was a Wing Commander, which I remember watching not on the theater, but in like home video. And again, it wasn't a game that I was familiar with. Apparently, it was a very popular game. Really bad movie. <laughs> it just I, I, I even I. You know, going in with no baggage about the game, and I saw the movie and went, "That's a that's a meh, <laughs> not not great." A lot of young actors before they go on to do other things. Um, I think Freddie Prince uh, Jr. is in there. Uh, oh, Matthew wow. Lillard is in it. Uh, a few other names I can't. I don't have off the top of my head, but they would go off not be big stars, but obviously you know do better, bigger, and better things. Uh, but the film itself. Maybe a little bit more style over substance. Mm-hmm. Uh, the it was a you know in the future it was spaceships and everything, but the ships the fighters had like a sort of almost a steampunk quality or a diesel punk quality to them, which yeah. I liked. So it looked cool, but it was probably one of these things where you know the poster looked better than the movie <laughs> turned out to be. That's all. I, that's all I have to say on Wing Commander. Uh, yeah, I didn't see it. Yeah, my next doesn't. Mine jumps all the way from ninety seven to two thousand five. With my favorite video game movie, Doom. Yeah, and I just watched that, what, last year, I think, was one of my the first time I'd watched that one. Doom is so much fun. And it may be, that actually, now that I think about it, may be the best game-to-movie adaptation. I think it is. Um, I mean, like I said, I haven't seen that many. I haven't watched any of the Resident Evils. I know there's a lot of love for certain of those. There are a few people that kind of swear by a couple of the final fan or the, one of the Final Fantasy movies. I forgot all about Final Fantasy. Yeah, I I wasn't into Final Fantasy the game, so I didn't watch any of those. Um, I didn't watch any of the Tomb Raiders. I'm hoping that new one is great, but right now I love Doom. Uh, that's a yep. fun movie to just yep. kind of pop on when you're when it just sort of strikes you, and you can like pick up and you know leave off wherever you want mm-hmm. and sure. it's it's still so much fun to watch it's it was i think it's kind of one of those perfect games to turn into a movie because there's not that much of a premise to the game there's just enough that you're like well this is our idea mm-hmm. this is this so these are the few things we have to keep to and we don't have a lot of restrictions to work with, and we can kind of build whatever story we want around yeah, it. Yeah, you you don't have to create the universe, right? Like, like with the Mario Brothers, there's a lot there to yeah. have to recreate at this right. point. Whereas with Doom, it's just like, well, as long as we're in a dark facility mm-hmm. and we shoot aliens, we're good. Yeah, and that's yeah. So strap on some armor and you know shoot himself up with some stim packs. Great, we're fine. We got it. We got yeah. a game. We got a movie. And it was a great thing because 2005, you got Dwayne, uh, you got the Dwayne the Rock Johnson, who is was still just going by the Rock, the Rock. and nothing yeah. else. Mm-hmm. And you know it was only like his second or third movie. Um, so you expect him? He's the hero, right? He's our Doom guy. Of he course. looks like him. You look He's back at like it, him. right? He's in all of the advertisements. That's what I was expecting. No one at the time had heard of Carl Urban yet. <laughs> I don't even know if he was in any of the advertisements. I don't even think he's on the poster. <laughs> yeah, he's the hero. And then all of a sudden you come to find out The Rock is the bad guy and Carl Urban is your hero. And it's like, that is a brilliant twist because when they have to fight, you're thinking, how are you going to defeat The Rock? And, and and just a few years, if that movie was made just a few years down the road, that's exactly how it would have been cast. <laughs> right. Or... It may have even been flipped. <laughs> right, exactly. And yeah, I think it's a lot of fun. The one thing I have to take away from it. I should say, it, 
I should have said I said that wrong. A few years down the road, that's exactly what you would expect, right? I guess. Yeah, I know what you meant. Um, but the one thing I'll take away is they have the BFG. Mm-hmm. They advertised the hell out of this when he was doing the promos for it. He was taking it on like talk shows and whatnot. It never successfully hits a target. Nope. Two shots, both miss. <laughs> I wanted to see this thing like hit, like some giant creature shows up, and someone's like, "What do we do with that?" And then. Pfft, I would have been down for that. It is the yeah. one problem I have with this movie. BFG never pays off. Yeah, that's the thing that you were constantly trying to get to. It was always in that secret spot. You're like, okay, I see it. It's in the middle of that courtyard, but how do I get to it kind mm-hmm. of thing? You finally get it. That's that's what you want. Because, yeah, one shot, boom, the enemy's gone. Nothing yeah, happens in the nothing, movie. Nothing. He misses, he blows up a toilet, yep. <laughs> and then he misses, and I think he hit, blows up a wall. Mm-hmm. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was amazed at how, I mean, because Doom is still a game that I'll occasionally throw in and play yeah. now, you know, just for, because a little bit like you were saying, even with the game, if I don't finish it, that's fine, I'll just turn it off, you know, I'll come right. back later. It's you just, don't have to remember where you're like, oh, I got to shoot yeah. that thing, got it. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Uh, so sitting down and watching the movie for the first time, I was amazed at how well, they worked all the little elements of the game in there, including you know the secret walls, mm-hmm. and they came, they came up with a brilliant reason why there they should be there. Um, the, the the weapons and and the characters, the the the, the beasts and why like this is fun, and, right. and then they actually work in effectively the gameplay into the movie. Yeah, that which first I thought was person a great. Uh huh. Which I thought was a great little way to just. Really tie it together, mm-hmm. and and that's a fun like what like seven to ten minute sequence. Yeah, uh, maybe not even that. It's just a few minutes, but right. it's just enough. And there's even that part where he turns and he thinks someone's about to shoot him, and it's him, his own reflection. It's like mm-hmm. cause in the game when you could find a mirror, you'd be like, "Hey, look, it's me." <laughs> <laughs> I move, it moves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that's a great one. Uh, I will, I will admit, I'm a little surprised that you jumped that far. I thought you would have seen some of the Lawyer Croft film at least the first one no oh, i didn't resident evil i do remember i did see and that is you know many people will claim that that's a really good uh a fun whether or not they think it's a good adaptation i don't know but they enjoy the movie and i think i'm probably on there i'm not as familiar with the game i probably tried to play it once and like many of the others at the time it's just you trying to go around it's a little bit like doom honestly mm-hmm. It just depends on what it is you're trying to kill. <laughs> yeah. It is a little different. Um, but the movie, I remember being a lot of fun. I, Like I said, it's it's a series of films that I kind of just want to binge them all. You know, once I'm pretty sure they're done making them, I'm just going to get them all <laughs> and just binge them all. Right. Uh, just, just for shits and giggles. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember really enjoying the first film. And sure. so I, I definitely would say that, that that's a a good you know video game movie whether or not it's a really a good adaptation i think it probably is because it is just you know your hero or heroine going through a dark and deserted place killing weird zombie creatures yeah so you can't really go wrong with that right <laughs> i actually got ahead of myself i forgot because it's at the bottom of the, my list because i i thought about it last minute because it's one of those uh, properties that you kind of forget that it was a game first because it's all over. It's had a ton of movies. It's a long-running show um, that I did see this movie is uh, Pokemon, the first movie, which came out in 1998. Oh. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's not even on my list, weirdly enough. Yeah. Maybe I don't have the animated stuff or something. Yeah, I, I don't know if it had a theatrical release. I just remember it being everywhere when I was in school. Cause... I never got into Pokemon. I was just too old, you know, uh, when Pokemon really hit big. I only ever really played the first two games because they came they always come out the same time it's like so i played like red and blue and i remember really enjoying that but i never kept going with it so many people i know kept going with it and i was just sort of like it's the same thing like over and it's the exact same thing and it's like well you can collect different ones now i'm like i just want a charizard that's all i ever want like (laughs) he's the only pokemon i think is worth it um but yeah i remember that movie just being like it's was weird Gotcha. It was like this whole long like idea of like where do I come from? What is the meaning of life? Well, I don't have the answers to that, so I think I'll kill everyone. Okay, sociopath. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Well, I'd expect it to be weird coming out of Japan. It's it's Japanese animation. I would I'd expect it to be the story to be nonsensical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just watched a uh, Blood Rain which is apparently based off a, I guess, popular enough game that they wanted to make a movie on it. I just watched that um, last night. Uh, you could skip it. <laughs> Starred uh, Kristana Loken and uh, Michael Madsen. Okay. I was kind of interested in seeing it just because it's right up my alley as far as the kind of films. It's kind of takes place in that sort of um, dark ages. Everyone's, you know, a little bit of magic, vampire swords, you know, kind of thing. Um problem is everyone handles their sword like they're very well rehearsed at handling their sword. No <laughs> one really seems natural at it. Yui Bull is the director who, known for asking very little of his actors and getting a, and never being disappointed, uh, <laughs> hmm. he um, said that Michael Madsen he thought was drunk the whole time. And after seeing the film, yes, he was. <laughs> he was just sort of sleepwalking through the entire film. It not great. Kristana Loken never looked natural doing what she did. She looked out of place. Apparently there's two or three films after this. Wow. <laughs> uh, I don't know if she came back to do them or not, but uh, yeah, the first film does not inspire me to go see the others. <laughs> That's all I got to say on Bluttering. I have Silent Hill to watch. I was going to watch it because that was a little bit more recent one, but um haven't gotten around to it yet. That was probably one of the first horror themed um games that i game movies that i could think of that um would that be one? Oh no i guess there was house of the dead and alone in the dark came out before then i didn't see any of those uh, none of those i didn't play the games um like why why make a, a movie based on a horror video just make a horror movie yeah exactly uh, no. that's what i'm wondering is like how if you are you really hungry for a premise for a right. horror movie because yeah, the premise of a horror movie, they're all essentially, in a way, the same when you really think about it. You know, there's something that is supposed to kind of, like, creep you out. Could this thing get you? Are we making the audience feel uncomfortable? And the whole idea of a horror video game is you're interacting with these things. It's right. a very different element that you put into the horror genre. So I don't really think you can translate it back to a movie. No, and weirdly enough, I mean, the next dozen films all seem to be kind of along those lines they're all horror related video games they got to be that was all there was it was all everyone was trying to make the next great zombie video game mm-hmm. and then all the films came afterward and it's like 
yeah, like what what was the point? Right. Yeah, I didn't see any of them. Right. Uh, I didn't play any of the games. And it's like <laughs> it sounds it, it just probably cuz it's kind of like it seemed like well, you could pretty much choose one and then you're really playing them all. How different could they possibly be? Exactly. Um we get up the Prince of Persia the Sands of Time. <laughs> Which I wanted to see. I have it to watch. I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. It's one of those, unfortunately, because it, it hits that two-hour mark uh, kind of film. And, wow. So sometimes I'm thinking, it gets late at night when I finally get control of the TV. And it's like, okay, what? Are, like an hour and a half I could do? Two hours? Ah, I could watch like two things, <laughs> two shorter things in that time. You could watch an hour tonight and forget it all and watch the second hour tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so I may still, I may still watch it because I remember when that came out in 2010. I was interested in seeing it, um, just from what I saw on the commercials. It looked like it was be good to look at, sure. you know, if nothing else. So I wanted to see it, but I never got around to it. Now, if you want to jump all the way to 2016? I did watch Warcraft. Okay, um, not. A game that I played, certainly know about it. I mean, you can't you, you can't exist without knowing about World of Warcraft. <laughs> and this is also, you know, this is a game that has this rich universe already built into it. Right. And I was interested in seeing the film because the director, Duncan Jones, I, I think was a, a, an amazing director of, like, Moon. Yeah. Um, he tried to fit that entire rich universe into two hours of film that's a mistake and it for this film it was a tragic mistake uh this was this made me think you know if you took like the first season or two of game of thrones and condensed and edited it into like a a movie version that's what warcraft was yeah that's not good you had all this kind of political drama you had uh you know the there was dissension among the orcs and then you had uh, dissension among the humans and then there was a, a human that kind of had this start was building a relationship with an orc woman and you had the you know the chosen child that had to be protected and then you, it just kept building on and building on and building on like just fight <laughs> <laughs> just swing swords throw some magic or something uh, it just it was too much they tried to do so much they tried to do everything and i think it 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 damaged it i this would have been maybe a great series a television series but then it would have been game of thrones i guess right maybe maybe without uh some without the sex but (laughs) (laughs) yeah i i've been saying that for a while that if you want to turn warcraft into film it should be a tv film because you know it's got so much there that if you're going to do it a movie, then you need to pick one small percentage of the game to look at and just just peel it away and just focus on that. And I think that would probably make for a better movie. But then you'd have people being like, well, what about this? And what about that? And it's like, well, that's what a sequel's for. So settle right. down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, was, I was a little disappointed. Again, it looked great. I mean, it looked as, as good as you'd expect it for 2016 with today's technology. I'm assuming all of it was a lot of motion capture and... The actors that were there did a pretty decent job. I don't think any of them really stood out as being awful at what they were doing, considering what they had to work with. I thought they did fine, but it's just it was just so much. It was too much story and the wrong director because I again the director did a great job <laughs> with the wrong movie, you know, and with the wrong tools. I guess. Yeah, I, I definitely give Duncan Jones. 
an HBO, give them a, give them a mini series, sure. World of Warcraft mini series. You could stretch it out over four nights, make it you know six eight hours. You could pack all that in there, and it would make a little bit more sense because everyone's motivation. If you were ever a, uh, if you ever complained about well. Why would he do that? Well, this film doesn't have that problem. Right. <laughs> We're going to make sure you understand why everybody does everything they do. Yeah. Pretty to look at. Um, I'm not going to say it's a bad movie. It's just it doesn't work. Sure. Yeah. And then for me, the last one on my list, and I talked about this during my 100 movies, was um, Assassin's Creed. Yeah, you did mention that. I haven't gotten a chance to uh, don't check watch that out. It. Yeah, don't watch it. Saying. Don't watch it. It oh, there's nothing there. There's, it's it's an empty shell. It's no, it's bad. It's bad Are as you a, a movie. It's bad as a fan of the game. It's bad. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to ask you if you I assume you're a, a big uh, a fan of the game. You're playing the game, and that Huge was fan of the game. But see, that's where I was kind of curious to watch it myself because coming into some of these games. Or coming into some of these movies without the baggage of being a fan of the game, could I watch it? Like Warcraft, I was expecting, will I watch this and enjoy it because I don't know anything really about the game other than the fact that it exists and it does. Yeah, it didn't. Yeah, so I'm always curious coming at it from different angles. So if I watch Assassin's Creed, would I sit there and go, I thought it was great because I didn't have the game to uh, to ruin it for me, for You'll, lack of a better term. Right. You'll like the fight the fighting, the action, when it does show up. But you're just sort of sitting there and you're like, exposition, exposition, mm. more exposition. We're getting exposition for the exposition. Get in the damn machine already and kill some people with a knife. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one thing with, the, I think, video game movies. If the video, typically any video game, it's action. You're, you're actively trying to do something. You're fighting something. You're trying to achieve some goal. And if you turn it into a movie and you eliminate that or spread it out too thin you lose it if it's supposed to be an action video game then your movie should be non-stop action it should be like a war picture or something right. like that i don't play the video game because i'm interested in the relationship between the characters i don't care whether luigi and and the princess <laughs> have a, you know whether uh, you know it doesn't matter to me right my goal is to try to rescue her that's that's all it should be about. That's how I feel with some of the even some of the latter games. And the thing about a lot of games, especially like a Prince of Persia or a Warcraft or an Assassin's Creed, is even if you play these games really fast, they're going to take you hours, mm -hmm. hours upon hours to finish. And so, if you take any one of those games, and the thing is, Assassin's Creed was a, an original script. It's based off of that property, but it's not based on any of the games. Oh, okay. It's based on concept from the games. You can't say, oh, they adapted this game. Unique characters in a unique situation based on the same world. Um, but it's like these games take 15, 16, 20 hours, 25 hours, and you're going to turn that into two? Mm-hmm. Nope, not going to yeah, work. You need you need like a 20-episode, one-hour-each season to tell that one story. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to disappoint somebody somehow with something, or just there's no way you can condense it all and have it make any sense. Right. Yeah. And uh, taking in the baggage of, of the things like from, from the game of like, you know, there's this thing called – because when you're in the machine for so long, you start to absorb your ancestors' abilities. It's called the bleeding effect. But the game sets up that it takes months 
and hours upon hours of exposure of being in the machine for that to happen, Michael Fassbender's character picks it up in like 20 minutes. And the fact that it's all being controlled by the same company of Ubisoft, and they were saying, we've got creative control and we're going to you know, establish this as in the same world. And it's like, you broke all of your own rules. And it doesn't make sense. It makes a person think, even if you know none of this, that you can go in and you can learn how to be a master assassin within 20 minutes. It's not the Matrix where you can upload <laughs> stuff to your brain. I know Kung Fu. Right. It's not that at all. <laughs> it's supposed to be this long, potentially damaging side effect where, yes, you learn your ancestors' abilities, but then you like reality starts to warp around you and you can't tell what time period you're in anymore. Mm -hmm. So you gain something, but you lose something. They don't do that at all. Oh. There's no consequences. Yeah, that, that sounds interesting. It I want to see that. Right. Yeah. There's parts in the game where you're out of the machine and you're walking down this hall and all of a sudden it turns into like, uh, the crusades, century, right? Yeah. You see the guard, they're not really there, mm -hmm. but he can't tell the difference. And so he's kind of losing it. Mm -hmm. That would have been a lot more interesting. Yeah. And, but like you said, that needs to be spread out over hours of like a television series, not condensed into a watered down two hour. Right. Yeah. They sprinkle it in for like one minute towards the end, but it's not, they make it a good thing, and it's like, no, 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 this was supposed to be a bad thing, because our right. hero this was This is going to drive you insane. Right, and it happens to a character. It happens to a few characters. You're, you're going to be, you know, chasing dragons, you know, chasing windmills. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Trying and, to slide the dragon. Yeah. Right, and so when they throw it in at the end, it's like he gets this message from his mom that he's going to be okay, and I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> That's not how it's supposed to work. Well, we are not done with the video game to uh, movie films. We've got a few coming out in the next couple of years. Tomb Raider, we Tomb Raider. mentioned, which, you know, again, think it's probably going to be a loose adaptation. It's going to be a, uh, I think it's going to be another one of these, why call it Tomb Raider? Just change the names. <laughs> but what the heck? We are going to see Rampage. Oh. I don't know if I mentioned that when we talked about some I of the trailers. I forgot it. Uh, I saw the trailers again with The Rock. Um, it might be fun. I have to admit, I'm looking at the trailers. It might be fun. Yeah. It. I mean, I don't think it's anything that's going anybody's going to be taken seriously or anything. It's going to be just. It's going to be giant beasts destroying cities. It might be fun. I'm willing to give this one a shot. I think that's one of those things where it's like. Uh, the Rock had a bet with somebody like I didn't sell any movie. You put, put me on the poster; it'll make money. All right, here's Rampage. Yeah, I'll try it. We do. Uh, we have an untitled Sonic the Hedgehog film being produced for for 2019. No, something called Detective Pikachu. Oh yeah, in 2019. God, here's a movie. Uh, Strike while the iron is as cold as ice. Minecraft. In 2019. Minecraft's huge. I know, but it's not... It's still popular. The people that play it still play it. But wouldn't this have been better three years ago, five years ago? It's a little bit like the um, when they did like the Angry Birds, the movie. Right. It's like, well, that would have been great four years ago. Angry Birds had already been waning in popularity. Trust me when I say with kids... 
Minecraft is still at that level. I mean, they there are books out there that kids eat up, mm-hmm. merchandise. They're playing this game. My son plays constantly. it constantly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think maybe for an older audience, not so much. But for it's going to be. I think if they make it a kids movie, kids are going. Right. Parents are going with them. If it ends up being good, you're going to have other people end up going. So I think that's kind of the key. Is it going to be a good movie? I'm curious how they translate that one because right. what with what Minecraft is, that's going to be one to be really interesting to see how they adapt that one. It's really just going to be two and a half hours of somebody streaming themselves playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hi, I'm Scott. Here's the Minecraft movie. Yeah. Doot, doot, doot. Creepers. <laughs> Thanks. Like and subscribe. <laughs> Yeah, so it's nothing. As long as there are video games, I think we're going to get the video game uh, film. Uh, I definitely, it's, I think it's going to. It's died down a little bit. I think the uh, the two thousands and the early twenty tens was probably some of the more popular. But again, like I said, those were all just because Walking Dead and things like that were popular. You know, yeah, the, the zombie stuff was really popular, so they kept throwing that kind of stuff out there. Uh, even honestly, even Resident Evil kind of falls in that same category, mm-hmm. and probably leads to the why some of the others were even made in the first place. And that's all kind of faded off a little bit, I think. And people definitely are looking for a little bit more in their games, and I think hopefully they'll start looking for a little bit more in their films. I think there is a strong potential for a resurgence in the video game movie, and a lot of that has to do with Nintendo. Because mm-hmm. after the absolute failure of Super Mario Brothers, they pretty much said, all right, that's it. No one can. We're not selling our property to anybody. No one can turn anything into anything. Now they're going to do Detective Pikachu. There's been rumblings that there might be like, um, um, not a Mario thing, but like they might do something with Mario. They might do like a series with Mario. There have been rumors on and off for a Legend of Zelda show, and it's like these are their big name mm-hmm. properties. And it's like if Detective Pikachu does well, I could see them potentially being like, all right. Maybe do something with Kirby. Do something with Metroid. Now we're going to go, all right, do something with Zelda. Don't you dare screw it up. I seem to remember reading some of the trivia about Super Mario's that there was actually a Metroid film in the works or being in, in pre-production kind of thing. And then when the Mario Brothers failed, they, they cut it. They, they canceled it. That would have been a good movie for the mid-90s, mm-hmm. Metroid. Absolutely. I yeah, think so. with like practical effects and all of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'd have been down for that. And then there's, uh, you know, I already mentioned Pokemon a little bit with TV shows, but then there were these three shows that I remember seeing as a kid. Um, The Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Missed that one. The Legend of Zelda, the series. I knew that it existed. I never watched. And then the one that no one has heard about, Captain N, the Game Master. Welcome to Video Land. Clean up your room. 
Game Master. Yeah, that's a new one on me. I've yet to meet anyone that knows what that is. <laughs> it's about this. It's this show about this boy who gets pulled into video game land, and he has the Nintendo Zapper as his weapon. Ah. And so he's working with actual characters. Like, they have to fight Mother Brain, and um, Mega Man is, is one of the people he's partnered with, and Kid Icarus cool. is there. And now There's a franchise I could see, a film oh, or yeah, something. Mega, Mega Man? Man? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, that would be a really fun Oh, one. with the motion capture and mm-hmm. the CGI? Oh, that would, I'd go for Mega Man. Now, would you make Mega Man an adult, or would you get, like, a 15-year-old? Oh, no, I'd keep it young, yeah. Okay. It'd be, it'd be like the, the robot child created by the professor kind of thing. Yeah, no, I'd and stick with the game. I wonder if maybe, like, something with, like, Astro Boy not doing well. Maybe, mm. like, make people go, huh, I don't know if we should make that movie. Oh, that's a good point. I forgot about that they did an Astro Boy. It's essentially the same character. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but, yeah, Captain and the Game Master was one of those things that, because he also had a belt, and his buckle was the NES controller, and that gave him <laughs> other abilities. I remember being a kid and tying my controller <laughs> around myself and trying I'm to Captain make... Captain Yeah, and running around with the zapper, and everyone was like, who the hell's Captain N? I'm like, it's on Saturday mornings. You didn't see it? People kind of fell away from the video games a little bit when the laser tag craze took on. Yeah. There was television series based on laser tag. <laughs> Before there was time, there was Photon. The crystal energy force which creates and sustains life in our universe. The warlord of Thar and his evil army are determined to control Photon and use it for their own evil end. only thing that stands in their way is the Earthling Bodhi Lee, who along with five other Photon Champions are known as the Photon Warriors. Awesome. Yeah. It was, it, you know, it, I'm sure you can find something like this on YouTube or whatever. And it was, um, it looked ridic- ridiculous, but it was it was just a commercial for the laser tag. Everyone wore the, the outfits, the vests, they had the gun. It was all clunky and stupid. And, yeah, you'd go into and zap into some weird world. And it was just a lot of green screen and people running around in the laser tag uh merchandise mm. and yeah it's it's not great <laughs> um you know another uh, series to bring up is a uh, what was it captain power with the interactive captain power has come to tv and you can be part of it what are you doing aim the power jet xt7 fire invisible beams at the television targets and score or be hit the tv show fires back no kidding captain power versus lord dread i don't believe it believe it short human the power of the future is in your hands believe it captain power jet and figure sold separately batteries not included I don't know that one. Yeah, there was a, it was an interactive game. There was ports. You had like a, a you know a, a gun and a console, I guess maybe. Um, and the, there were certain points in the television show where you'd see a particular like uh, uh, a section on 
the big bad robot or whatever that would be blinking and you'd have to shoot at it and you would get points. It would actually record your, it was like an interactive video game TV show crossover. Huh. Real interesting. Uh, Michael J. Straczynski uh, was, I think helped create and write that who would go on to do Babylon 5 and everything. That was like like how he got his kind of start in television. Interesting premise. You know, maybe not entirely well realized, but maybe for the time, because this was would have had to have been late eighties, early nineties mm. when this happened. Interesting. So really innovative, but uh, an interesting, uh, interesting take on it. I'm surprised something like that hasn't found its way back around a little bit. Maybe because now it's all online and computers. It's already pretty immersive and interactive as it is. Sure. And then um, there were those two shorts that I sent you. Which I think yeah, okay. are both far better than the movies that you know. Yeah, they're both based on Mortal Kombat. Well, the Street Fighter Legacy. Oh, that's right. That was the three-minute short. That it was. They're basically fans, but they're filmmakers and they're actors. Um, it's just this three-minute fight between Ken and Ryu. Mm-hmm. But again. They've got powers. Complete with the wave motion fist or whatever. Right. They're not explaining why they have powers. Just accept it. They dress exactly like they're Mm -hmm. from the game. And the other part I liked is they moved and stood and fought exactly how the characters in the game do. That's the one thing. Yeah, I did want to bring it up. We talk about Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat. None of them had that... that Right, that the fight stance, the that, rocking fight yeah. stance. You ever saw it? But even like how they did their kicks and how, like when they got close and did like a chest punch, like that's exactly how it looks in the game. And it's like, yeah, it was really well done. That's a way to shout out the game mm-hmm. without going over the top. Right. You don't have to put Capcom on a barrel. You can just <laughs> have the characters do that whole like bouncing up and down uh-huh. thing. And I think that's a lot more fun. Yeah. And then you yep. get uh, Mortal Kombat Rebirth, mm-hmm. um, which was a lot more of a semi-grounded look at Mortal Kombat, trying to set it in a real world, whereas like they're not like creatures from another world, but they have these abilities, and you know it was it was very dark. Yes, <laughs> you know extremely. decapitations. You know the guy who's reptile self mutilation. Yeah, yeah, eating bodies and whatnot. But it does this clever thing of like, you know, who's he, you know, who, who is Jack's interviewing or interrogating? Scorpion. Mm-hmm. Who does he tell him is still alive to make him get back out there and fight? Sub-Zero. What is the thing missing from the Mortal Kombat movie? The fight between Scorpion and Sub-Zero. Right. They don't fight, but you see there is a rivalry here and they hate each other. Mm-hmm. And it, if you... They flash Sub-Zero's face in like a fraction of a second. If you pause it at the right time, you can see it. And you're just sort of like, that's a little disturbing looking. <laughs> All right. Yeah, no, it was a great – it would have been a great – well, it was. I guess it was set up to be a, a, a promotion or a, a, a sort of a pitch. It was a pitch. For both a of film or a series. Right. <laughs> both the Street Fighter one and this Mortal Kombat one did get turned into short series. So they are both out there. Mm-hmm. So if you ever look up um, – Street Fighter Resurrection or Mortal Kombat Legacy, you'll find web series based on these things. Yep, and might be worth checking out because I tell you the quality on either one of them was yeah. pretty impressive. So, I mean, I know you kind of throw everything into a pitch, but they even kept up half of what <laughs> what they did throughout the web series. I think it'd be pretty impressive. And there's a, I saw the trailer for the Street Fighter Resurrection and there's a part where Guile is there and sure enough, Sonic Boom and these two like bright yellow 
circles are flying across the screen, and I'm just sort of like, it's everything I want from Street Fighter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you gotta you gotta leave them with the the special powers right. somehow. I mean, because that is so much part of the game. Because that mm-hmm. is the that's your goal. You you're trying to get it. Like I said, I was learn the button, combos. Yeah, learn the combos, and I I was a button smasher when I would play it. And every now and again, you just nail it just right and ah sonic bit like ah oh, i did it how'd you do that i don't know <laughs> just do this a lot <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much how i played it's amazing how many people you can defeat just by <laughs> randomly <laughs> hitting the buttons i hate the button measures <laughs> <laughs> yeah you gotta have that stuff and you know and it's not too late i think it's the kind of thing where you could do it again you could yeah. try again with you know something like a street fighter or mm-hmm. whatever you could try it again and if you can keep that stuff intact, it would make it fun. You know, you give it a good soundtrack, you give it a good set, some decent actors, and throw in the special effects, and man, you you could have a fun film. Yeah, I intend to look up the at least the Street Fighter one because there's something about Street Fighter I like a little bit more than Mortal Kombat because Mortal Kombat rests so hard on being dark and violent. Street Fighter rests more on being funny and goofy mm. and you know, campy kung fu kind of thing, and right. I, I really like that. And so I think I'm going to give that series a watch. Yeah, it might be worth I might have to uh, check a, check both of them out, really, if I can find the time just trying to maybe not watch them all, but definitely dip in and see what they're about. Well, I think that is going to do it. We've said all we can say on this. Uh, I think uh, if you have any comments or anything you want to you know come join and add to the discussion on the facebook group go right ahead or send us an email at timeshifterpodcast at gmail.com you can record your comments or just type them out we'd appreciate it and that reminds me speaking of emails (laughs) sorry floyd i just realized we did get an email from floyd since the last episode going what about my email yep all right yeah floyd sent in an email sorry i forgot about you floyd I didn't forget about you. I'm just waiting you to the end. Best to last. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> it just some comments on uh, Matt's 100 movie episode. Uh-oh. Let's see. Uh, he's, first of all, it was an interesting YouTube discussion. We were talking about whether YouTube uh, needs oh, yeah. to start um, kind of policing what it posts or what you what's allowed to be posted. Uh, I think that YouTube has the right to pull videos if it deems inappropriate. I like Matt's analogy of YouTube being the studio. Since YouTube provides the platform free of charge, they have every right to pull videos, and they have done this. I think it's mostly due to copyright violations, however. Well, that, that's not them. That's someone else saying, hey, that's mine, and they just pull it. That's they, how YouTube They upload does it. Like, the software that recognizes things. Yeah, they have bots that do it. But they also... Aggressive kind of, bots, They though. have overreached because yes. they are ignoring fair use, and mm-hmm. a lot of, and there are a lot of fights that get put up. So, yeah by that overreach then yeah they can pull anything yeah, they want I, can't they? I, I've had friends that posted um, they do a commentary on some films public domain films right. and stuff and they had a film that got yanked because some band sampled lines from the film to use in their song and so YouTube pulled the video because the bot said, oh, no, this is this song. I'm like, no. It's not. <laughs> the reason the band could use this, the line from the movie is because this movie's free. Right. <laughs> uh, back to Floyd's email. It said, regarding, regarding Matt's list, I can barely botch, watch one movie a month, but 100? Uh, well done. Uh, like Chris, I had either seen or heard of many of the movies, but not some, not all. 
I completely agree with Big Trouble in Little China. It's such a fun movie, and Kurt Russell does an amazing job delivering those awful lines with such a straight face. Several movies I've seen that have bad dialogue, I think, who talks like that? But I didn't think that during Big Trouble. I just went with it. I also like what Matt said about The Last Jedi. A friend of mine said he didn't like the film because the hotshot pilot made things worse. I said I found it refreshing. Sometimes the hotshot doesn't always know best. There you go. Someone else. Other people on your side? The one thing I completely disagreed with was Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I love the films. Don't find them boring at all. Took my sister to see The Fellowship of the Ring when it came out. I warned her that it was a long movie, and the story didn't end. At the end of it, she was disappointed that the story didn't conclude, even though I'd warned her. And that it didn't seem like a long movie. She was just that engaged with the story. So, there you go. Everybody's got their different takes on that. It's a good way to take a nap. <laughs> I had tried to get my wife to watch the trilogy. She had no interest, but I was able to get her to watch The Fellowship of the Ring on DVD. The extended version. Oh, jeez. <laughs> That's mean. Parentheses. I can see your eyes rolling. Yeah. <laughs> Afterwards, she said, I hate you. My reply was, I thought you'd like it. She said, I did, but now I want to watch the other two. Oh. Yeah. She was so reluctant to watch the films yet now. When flipping through channels it's in, and... It, oh, and if she sees one of them playing, she stops to watch it, so she can't help herself now. Uh, he does not think The Hobbit should have been made into three films. Since The Lord of the Rings was three books, I could see that. But The Hobbit? Uh, the scene the dwarves, the scene with the dwarves of Bilbo's went on way too long. There were also several times where I thought the film was going to end, only to hear one of the characters yell, Run! <laughs> I didn't dislike the film, so really have no desire to see him again. So take care, Floyd. So thank you very much, Floyd. So, yeah, uh, some agreements, some disagreements, but that is the way we all, I mean, we have it ourselves. That's the way the world works. So, awesome. All right, so that is going to do it. Um, So, I promise to remember your emails if you send them to us. Eventually. (laughs) Eventually. But that is going to do it. So, we will talk to you next time. Take care, everybody.